Aiden, how's it going? Good. How you doing? Good. Where are you right now? I'm in my dorm room. I just got back from the quad. Everyone was outside. It's finally nice weather. So. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. hot up here. Yeah, it's finally getting nice, which is which is what we're looking forward to. Now I forget. Are you right in the middle of the city? No. So we're in West Haven, which is like ten to fifteen minutes from the city, but um, or like the it's kind of like a from uh, less of a city, but yeah. So you could just close. walk into New Haven, like if you need anything. Um, we probably drive, but like, do you have a yeah. car down there? Nah, freshmen can't have cars, unfortunately. But you can probably just take public transportation everywhere, right? Yeah, basically, if we need to. And then we always have friends that have cars, so. Yeah. So, um, so far, what's your favorite class that you've been in? Oof, that is a tough one. But I'd say my English English class from last semester. So does that um, mean they're all so good you was- can't decide? Really? No, some of them are some of them are bad. Like I don't like a lot of the, um, like child development, for example, is a tedious class to me. But um, I'd say English from last semester because it was a lot of, lot to do with philosophy and economics, and we had to write papers, which I genuinely like to do. So, um, <laughs> what well, it was it was pretty that's interesting. A good thing actually, because like, well, I apply, I think of that for hard work. Like if you like to do something that no one else likes to do because it's too hard. You have an advantage. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's uh when you're interested in it too, it comes a lot easier, and it's you know even though uh you know you have more predilection towards. What it. do you think is the hardest um assignment you've had so far since being in college? Like, like for hours and like just the difficulty getting it done. Uh, definitely like the 10 page essay I had to do was the hardest. Cause I had to, we had to do our own research and find sources and watch hours of documentaries. Like it was, it was self-guided, but you had to do a lot of research so that probably took that 10 page paper in total probably took me like, I don't know, 25 hours to do. Wow. Yeah. Was that like down to the wire? Like you're like writing it the night before to get it done. No, no, that's something I I couldn't do. I I can never. You don't. I'm you never don't good under pressure that like that. Uh no, I don't operate under pressure like that. I have to think about what I want to do, take my time to gather the results, then gather the data and analysis, and then finally sit down and write it. You know what? For me, unfortunately, I'm I'm the that way that I was describing. Like um, what I noticed with this podcast, like if I'm trying to think of questions to ask someone, especially someone I've never met. I have a hard time doing it until it's like a day or two before the podcast. And then I yeah. just bang it out usually like the same day, the questions. Well, some people operate like that. I mean, I think it's different for everyone. But um, if you're someone who can get down to business right before you need to do something, that's uh, props to you. Yeah, I don't know if it's a good thing or not. But yeah, that's the way it's been going <laughs> on the podcast so far. Um <clears throat> Yeah, how many episodes of this podcast you got? This out? one will be episode twenty-eight. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it's. I think it's going pretty good because, um, I don't know. I th- I think a lot of people have a hard time like 
committing to doing something weekly. Right. And for me, like doing the radio show and still doing it now, just on my own without even being at a radio station. Like it's, it's a huge commitment. Like, I don't think people realize like you're, you're giving up like a big part of your weekend by doing something like that. Oh yeah. Saturday nights in high school where to go to the radio station, I would have to give up whatever, you know, going out to a party or hanging out with my friends, but it's all worth it in the end. Like that was a big, that was big for me in terms of not only just resume work, but in relationships, meeting people, you know, um, or like it, it really something. Yeah. Like the commitment part of it is huge because it teaches you, uh, responsibility. And that was, that was definitely key in high well, school. Well, you know this from seeing it at the radio station, the, I was it three years you were on the show. Yeah, about three. Well, yeah, let's just say right now, for people that aren't familiar with Aiden, he was the co-host on uh, my other show, The Graveyard Shift, for three years um, at WSCA. So, um, but I mean, we'd see so many times where like someone would come in to get trained and they wouldn't be back like the next week. You know? Yeah, it's uh, all it, people would realize the commitment and just, you know. And it's like, can you sit there and watch us for like a couple weeks like and, and still come back? Do you really want to do it that bad? And unfortunately most people, you know, couldn't commit to that. Yeah. So, but, um, let's see. What's something you don't like about college? Um, man, that's a, that's a, that's tough. I'd say everyone's a little bit too sensitive about things. Oh yeah. I think that's like, I think that's a theme anyways in college campuses nowadays, but um, there's just a lot of just nonsense that goes around in terms of everyone's too sensitive with certain topics. I mean, you probably, you listen to Joe Rogan, you know, things mm-hmm. about, you know, like topics such as gender is a very touchy topic here. Um liberalism versus conservatism like there's there's a lot more liberals here than conservatives do you feel which is i think natural um i think that's natural for a college but you feel like you're kind um, of um your thinking is a lot different than most people in college yeah i think people are also people my age are also trapped in this mindset where they they see things on social media and it's like they don't think for themselves they're so scared of being you know uh called out for their own opinions that they just conform to whatever's you know what I mean it's kind of a conformist culture everyone just conforms to the the common thought and it's it's I don't know no one thinks for themselves it's kind of like a brain dead yeah it's process well, I think with 2020 it's like we really witnessed a lot of like um I don't know if you'd call it like herd herd mentality or like mob mentality like except on social yeah. media like people were just getting swept up in whatever rhetoric or like anything they saw like someone could make a fake i don't think and and share it on like different certain pages and just get people so wound up right well and while i think that the doxing and the cancel culture is is something that's not good i don't think it's as prevalent a problem as people make it out to be um i think what is more of a problem is that people don't like i just said people don't think for themselves you see all these people reposting these instagram pictures and reposting things on twitter that actually make no sense if they thought about it for a second right but uh since it's the group think mentality 
it's it's something that they broadcast to the world to to help their self-image which is uh pretty unfortunate because like i said you don't have people thinking about their actual um you know their actual opinions yeah and i think it's funny like um just less than a year ago even six months ago before the election leading up to it like there was people like out of their mind on social media every day just spreading as much hatred and fear as possible for whatever side they claim to be on you know and like it's like a life or death situation yeah and that's a lot of it too is pointing fingers there's there's so many so much pointing fingers and that no one gets along anymore and that they're like on on the college campus that i have friends that'll be like i won't talk to a republic wow that's pretty that's pretty uh sad you know right well you know like um there's people that i know that got really hated on you know for being uh on one side or the other and then now that the election's over some people are calming down and like being friends again yeah some people it seems like they have a hard time like admitting they were wrong and like temporarily insane over you know all this stuff like they were brainwashed Mm -hmm. No one likes to admit they're wrong. Yeah. That's uh that's definitely the common theme now. So I know you're a huge Jordan Peterson fan. Did you end up yeah. getting his new book and reading it yet? I did. I'm on chapter three right now. I just got it last week. Um I'm on chapter three right now. It's um it's pretty it's pretty good so far. You know, he's twelve rules, the original book was very good. So um, on the new one what rule are you looking forward to reading the most? Like if you read the index and saw what, what they all are first. Yeah. Um, the first one was that I really enjoyed. I haven't looked through the rules. Um, I think I actually have the book right here. You want I can to look on the index. The rules are and you didn't look at all. Yeah. I kind of like the first one was do not denigrate your social institutions. Um, and that was pretty interesting, but Another one that I look forward to reading is Rule Six in this book, and it's abandon ideology, which I think is important for, um, you know, this time period. What was your favorite rule in um, the first book? I think it was the cleaner room one. Yeah, I like that. It was, uh, yeah, I think it was definitely the cleaner room because, you know, it shows the importance of being responsible for yourself first, and then going out and doing bigger things, but. life first and then as you take care of your own life you can help other people yeah it's like saying like if you don't have your shit together and your house is a complete mess then don't like go around trying to tell other people how to live exactly exactly get get uh get your own life in order is kind of the he's he's a great he's a great author and he gets uh he gets a lot of hate but yeah, I love how he was like out on the speaking circuit, kind of though, and like going to different schools and and all over the world. I think that's cool that something like that happened. Yeah, in a time like this. Yeah, it's uh, oof. even that tour he did, or the rules, even that was kind of um, that was like three years ago. I want to say, imagine if he had done that today and the different reactions. Right. Well, if you I go mean, back and listen to some of the uh, Joe Rogan podcast like some of the early ones he was on like the, some of the things they're saying like s- apply so much today as well yeah and it's even gotten worse than what they were talking about yeah i mean it's so is there any other books you've read in the last year that um 
really stand out to you that are favorites of yours? Um, so I read right at the tail end of my senior year in high school, which I read one of the best books I've ever read, which was um, focused on the – I'm not sure if you've read this before. I can't even remember the title now. But it focused on this Arcadio Buendia family. I've never um, heard of that in my life. It's, uh, it's like it, it tells the a story of a generation of the same family. Um, and now I'm trying to remember the name of the book. Uh, is there something wrong uh, with uh, them? 100, that, that, 100 that... years of... Oh, go ahead. Is there something wrong with them that makes them interesting to read about? Like, are they serial killers or like... No, no. It's called uh, 100 Years of Solitude, and it's kind of the evolution of this town and the evolution of this family in 100 years. And it's just really good. It's kind of too com- complex to explain, but I read that. I started reading The Brothers Karamazov by Dostoevsky, um, but I have I didn't really get too far into that, and I'm going to restart it because I took too long a break from it. Um, what's your major again? I forget. It has something to do with like psychology, right? It's clinical psychology, yep. So... Um... Have you ever read either of Tony Robbins' first two books, Awaken the Giant Within or Unlimited Power? No. They're, like, really incredible. Like, they deal a lot with um, just uh, – he's he's just an incredible guy. I don't know if you've listened to any of his talks or, like, any videos with him, but he's, like, a master of getting people into peak state. Mm-hmm. And so he's he's just, like, a insane type of life co- coach, I guess you could say. That's but, pretty sweet. Um, yeah, these two books, like, um, they just, they've had a huge impact on me. I read both of them. and uh, Okay, I, cool. I'll definitely check it out. I know Bug Out from Granite State agrees that, that they're, like, some of the best books he's ever read. Yeah. But, well, um, that's interesting. I'll take a look at those. All the self-help books and, like, the guidance <laughs> books, they're all really cool. And they all have some unique information. And th- there's some, some weird tactics and ways that are kind of cool on fixing your life. Um, have like Jordan ever, Pearson, make you your bed read, first. Um, or... Have you ever read Tools of Titan by um, Tim Ferriss? No, but I love the Tim Ferriss show. Well, that's actually my favorite book, and um, it's pretty much like the first two hundred episodes of his podcast. Like summed that's... up, like he was making cliff notes about it, and it's it's also like a best of his first three books as well. Nice, that's like the Making Sense book for Sam Harris's podcast. So I I would definitely recommend that for you. And um, this it's broken up into three sections, healthy, wealthy, and wise. That sounds awesome. Yeah. The Tim Ferriss show is so interesting. I love when they talk about psychedelics. Uh, <laughs> like Tim Ferriss and Sam Harris have talked about psychedelics, and this is just some of the most intriguing conversations. Yeah, do they actually um, talk about that in your classes at all? No, that's uh, not yet. Not yet. I think we'll we'll get into that, but we've talked about drug therapies, um, like medical marijuana and, you know, um, the efficacy of such things, but no, we don't really get into that. Well, you know what? I've said this before on the show, but, um, I think like with the Tim Ferriss show, that's the first time I heard about the ketogenic diet and like a lot of other things like ice, ice baths and like, Wim Hof and that was like six or seven years ago and then now it's like super mainstream a lot of this stuff I think the Mm -hmm. same thing is happening with psychedelics like him and Joe Rogan really were talking about them you know quite a bit Joe Rogan longer than Tim Ferriss because his show's been on longer but like for the 
like five years ago, they were talking about like people microdosing or having therapy sessions with it. And then now it's, it's getting bigger and bigger. So yeah, it, it is getting uh, bigger, which is, which is interesting. They have coaches for psychedelics or their trip. Some of my abnormal they're, psych teacher was talking about trip guide, guidance masters right. or whatever, yeah, which is pretty guides. cool. But I don't think it'll be unusual for like people to be microdosing and like it's a common thing like the ketogenic diet at some point. I mean, yeah. maybe that's an extreme example, but um, it's just no, seems what you're like saying. people are going more towards like nootropics are super popular, like smart drugs and everything. Yeah. And uh, people love caffeine. So it's like everyone's just trying to go faster and know more have and, you, and just be better. Have you tried nootropics? Um, yeah, I've tried, um, alpha brain. How is it? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I didn't really notice too much of a difference. I've drank in like that four sigmatic, um, mushroom coffee mm-hmm. and that was pretty good, but, um, I don't know. <clears throat> I think meditation helps, um, just as much as anything, you know, I'm a big, of, like, yeah. being like a secret weapon for anyone or like a special power that you use. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of meditation. I uh, Every morning, that's what I start my day off with, basically. Go brush my teeth and meditate. And I think it's really important. Um, there's also some really cool cognitive benefits, too. If anyone's listening, they should definitely try. Even in the middle of the day, if you close your eyes for just a minute or two and just sit there and practice a mindful breathing technique for just a minute or two, it can have a lot of benefits on cognitive processing because when your eyes are open, I saw this on Headspace, like the wake up, um, when your eyes oh, are on, open, uh, Netflix, uh, it, this was on the app, but, um, yes, they do have something on Netflix, but like when your eyes are open, you're just, your optic nerves are, like, I don't know. It's something about you're taking in using so much brain power when your eyes are open. So when you close them for a minute and reset, it can really help functioning. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's funny how, like, I've recommended meditation to, like, a million people, and, and, like, only a handful of people will actually sit down and try it. Well, it's the same thing as going to the gym, I feel like. People aren't consistent enough with it, you know? I think um, I think there's a hump. So I think, like, in the first week or two, you just got to stay consistent, and then you automatically kind of just put it into your daily routine. Whereas when people stop going after two days, they stop doing it, you know? And that's the – I think that's a theme. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I just started really going to the gym a lot more lately myself. And um, it's so hard getting back into doing cardio or even like, like I was doing a lot of pull-ups before as a weekly thing, trying yeah. to do a hundred each uh, one day a week, each time I go to the gym and like, I tried it again. It's super hard. Yeah. I remember you were working out heavy when you were working out a lot when we were at uh, like, near the end of my time at WSCA. Yeah. And, uh, cause you also were working in construction. So that also helped. Yeah. Um, you were looking, I think you were jacked then like, because of that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's nice when you can just, I don't know. There was a time where I was going to the gym every day after work. Like, yeah. Religiously five days a week for about two years. And it just gets so routine. Like it feels like you're always going to be able to keep that up. And then, Exactly. You, know, you stop for a month or two, and then it's it gets hard again that fast. Yep. As soon as you place it into your routine and keep practicing it, it's almost like uh, natural. 
it's funny for me though because um i'm really good like with jobs and i mean i'm good at getting into a routine and just like sticking to it like for my job now i um i was going in at 5 30 i was starting at 5 30 every day for a while mm-hmm. and so i was getting up at like 3 30 or 4 and i never thought about getting up that early really before unless i was going to the gym before work but you know it's you adapt like it's it's crazy humans can pretty much adapt to anything i think you know there's so many examples of it and um you know for me i just find it easy to just wake up and and just go to work just like a like i'm programmed yeah so but um i wanted to ask you before we before we run out of time we we get a little, about 20 minutes left at least i think but yeah um for you when you think about old school hip hop where do you think where do you kind of draw the line for someone being your age your oh. in terms 19, of old 20, school you're, hold on you're 19 or 20 right now right i'm 18 right now okay 18 so for you like if someone says that's an that's an old school song what do you think of like what would be the like is it something over 10 years or i think any time before I think 2000 is a good cutoff. I'd say 2002, yeah, like when I was born, 2002, maybe. That's probably the cutoff for me. Yeah, it's so crazy that's 20 years ago because, um, like for me, me talking about the 80s to someone your age is like my parents in the 80s talking to me about the 60s. Yeah. I think and I felt like that was forever ago. It felt like a million years ago. Yeah. There's a there's not much old school hip hop in our generation that's being listened to. It's mostly that new school, which I think as teenagers too, it's it's more relevant to us because this music is, you know, um, representative of you know teenage egos and how teenagers behave, and it's all like jumpy and dancey and like kids like that want to party to that music. So I think it it you know this new style of music yeah it's funny because like for me when i was growing up like when i was 13 it's like i was seriously like addicted to just looking into anything about Mm hip-hop and um so like i felt like the cutoff point in 93 being 13 years old like the cutoff point really was like the year before like i felt like eric b and rakim were old school even though they had an album out the year before Nas like coming out in 94 was kind of like the bridge for me between old school and like the newer generation at that time. Yeah, I mean there's still some there's still some fire old school music like uh I listen to a lot of Mob Deep. I feel like is the biggest old school. Oh yeah. That's the most old school I listen. I listen been listening to Biggie a lot lately. Um, I love Prodigy. Oh my god, Prodigy is so good. I made a Mob Deep playlist actually the other day on Spotify. Yeah, you should check it out. But um, yeah, I, I've been listening to a lot of Prodigy in the last year or two because um, he he just gets overlooked, you know, a lot as being one of the best lyricists ever. He has so many memorable lines, you know. And um, <clears throat> I know you were into Raekwon for a while. Yeah, you put me onto Raekwon. I was heavy into Raekwon. Um. For a little bit. What was that one album you... Only Built for Cuban Links. Only Built for Cuban Links is so fire. It's so good. 
Yeah, I mean, for me, I that's that's right up there for me with like Illmatic and Enter the Thirty Six Chambers because mm-hmm. it 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 literally changed everything. Like, yeah, there was guys like Rock Him and Cool G Rap rapping about like um, mafia types type stuff in hip hop, but then when that came out, like all of a sudden overnight, everyone you know was doing it. Like Biggie got heavy into it after that, and um, Jay Z, everyone, and like it it literally changed hip hop. Yeah, like really fast. Yeah, and amongst this, amongst this new age of hip hop, where it's more trap melody music, you know, singing kind of thing. Um, I think there are a lot of good rappers who, um, kind of take from old school or have a similar style. For example, like Joey Badass, Code of the Friend. These are some really good. Like JID, these are some really good uh, modern day rappers who kind of embody that style. So you like Coda? I love Code of the Friend. So good. So you did you listen to the album you did with Static? Loved the Static yeah. album. Yeah. Hmm. I loved it. Yeah, I wasn't too familiar with him. I don't really know much about him. But um, he, he got me. Yeah, that's a good album. He definitely blew up this year, kinda. Um, did you listen to the Neff album yet? I did not. Oh boy. Yeah, you gotta check that out as soon as possible. We'll do, we'll do. Yeah, shout out to to Jonas out in Brooklyn. Um, yeah, the Neff project is pretty crazy. The bug out track is it's amazing. It's track sixteen. Okay. And uh, yeah, there's a ton of good people on there. Awesome, awesome. I'm happy for uh, him. Is there anyone that you're listening to this year or like in the last year that um, you've like newly started listening to? That's like a new favorite of yours. Yeah, uh, it's not even rap, but. Um, like I hate Machine Gun Kelly as a rapper, but I love his new like punk pop rock sound. I love that. He's a good actor. Yeah, he has acted in some things. I I've seen him in Bird. That, yeah. Um, the Motley Crue movie. He's really good in that. Really. I didn't even know it was him. Nice. Okay. Yeah. If you're into like uh, '80s rock music, definitely check that movie out. It's really awesome. All right. And, uh, yeah, it's really good. It was it's on Netflix and um I liked it so much. I was recommending it to someone and they're like, Oh, Machine Gun Kelly's in that. I hate him. <laughs> and I'm like, his, Oh really? I it, like I had no idea. Yeah, no, like I said, his his rap music is not great. But his tickets to my downfall album, I don't think there's one bad song on it. And I really like the sound of that. Um me and my friend Allie are constantly listening to some punk rock music or you know, just some alternative, which is nice because I can't always listen to rap music. I don't think anyone can, but um, there's actually a guy I work with. He's 18 years old, and he and like he he asked me the other day. He's like, "Do you only listen to hip hop, or like is that all you listen to growing <laughs> up?" <laughs> yeah, because like your your generation and like the people I know that are like in their 20s, they're they're a lot more open minded. You know, like yeah, everyone listens to everything. It seems like yeah. I think it's whereas when I was growing up, if you were really into hip hop, like you didn't really listen to much else because it was just so good growing up in the 90s, I think. Yeah. And I think today is a different, different theme. It's more, it's more melody. It's more, it's less storytelling. It's less lyrics, uh, more rhythm and kind of bop, I guess. Is there anyone out of like new school rappers that are like super mainstream that I, that you think is actually really? talented lyrically yeah just doesn't really show it all the time um really talented lyrically but doesn't what what was the last part of it 
that doesn't really show it all the time. Like you know them from their mainstream. Yeah. Songs, okay. But, um, but you don't know that they really can wrap their ass off on some tracks or like kill it on a freestyle. I would say Lil Durk, definitely. Um, he he wrapped his ass off on that Nas track. Um, I would say Drake is really just like he's known for his melodies. But he can wrap his ass off that Lemon Pepper freestyle he did with Rick Ross. He wrapped his ass off. Um, otherwise, not sure. Um, there's some. What about the? Did you listen to the Russ album? Oh, he can um, he can wrap his ass off too. Yeah. From like last year or something, it had a DJ premiere track. Yeah, and, um, it was fire. There was a couple of really good MCs that I like on there. I forget. Who. It was yeah, it was fire. It was um, it was pre- it was yeah, it was premiere, and then it was um. Uh, who was on that? Man, that's so annoying. I I'm gonna lose my mind if I don't find that. Um, it was uh Absol and Black Thought, and then Benny and oh, then yeah, Benny the Butcher yeah. too. Do you feel like a lot of um? Do you like Griselda? Um, sort of, sort of. Yeah, I I like Benny the Butcher a lot, and I do like them, but um. Do you think a lot of people your age know about like DJ Premier and Static? No. No. So they're kind of, they're like more known as underground. Yeah, they're they're sometimes not even known. It's a it's a it's a new it's a new generation. It's not people don't even look into that now, which is unfortunate. But do they look at that as old school? You think or like? Yeah, like definitely. Old school style. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I th- I feel like with hip hop, there's a lot of different categories. Yeah, you know, and it it's just growing so much. It's like with house music or rock music, there's like so many different, jo- like um, genres of yeah, it, basically. I think that um, I've been on a big actually, and there's some kids on my age who listen to him too. But I've on a, been on a big West Side Gun kick. Oh yeah, he's well, he's in Griselda. He's he's the um like the president basically, yeah. or he like he runs their record label. Yeah. His music's really and, good. Uh, he, yeah, he keeps just dropping singles. Like on Easter, he dropped the nine-minute freestyle with Mac Homie, who is he's really good. And, yeah. Um, he's really really slept on, but um, yeah, he keeps drop dropping tracks. And I was thinking, like last year, Griselda had someone either Conway, Westside Gun, or Benny on a new release every week. Yeah. Like they were, they had a guest verse on someone's song. Every week of last year, I bet. That's awesome. And I feel like Rome Streets kind of has been using the same technique. He's a newer artist that I found out about last year that I really like. And um, I think a lot of people are just trying to, you know, when, when I was growing up, like artists had a new album every two years. Now it's like they're, they're on a they, they're on a release every week. So, you know, things have changed a lot. Yeah. So um, you said you need to end end around six forty. Do you think we should wrap it up now, or do you have a few? Um, minutes? I have like I got like five more minutes. If if there's anything you want to cover, um, what do you miss about Maine? I miss my high school friends. Well, besides your family. Yeah. Friends, okay, that's fair enough. Miss um, Maine? I miss the northern Maine, driving up to the mountains. Um. Besides family and friends, that's so hard. 
I just missed the like, like the water, the, the ocean. ocean stuff, yeah, you near the. Yeah. yeah, I'd say the nature of Maine is what I miss the most. Um, you're in Bangor right now, right? Yeah. Have you spent a lot of time in this area at all? Um, in Bangor, no, but. <clears throat> well, not necessarily Bangor, but like, like way up in northern. Uh, I like Maine. to drive up there and go on like the Kangamangas Trail. Um, I do like to go there. Wait a minute. Are you thinking what? Can, are you thinking of the Appalachian Trail? No, I'm thinking of driving on the Kangamangas. Well, in New Hampshire, that's where the Kangamangas Highway is. Yeah, that's sorry, New Hampshire. Is that where you? Yeah, thinking that's of? what I'm thinking yeah. of. Um, I miss just New Hampshire and Maine, the mountains, I guess, and and the nature of it. But I want to. Maybe I'll come up to Bangor sometime when I go to Northern Maine. Yeah, I'm trying to really hike. Like, I have, um, I think, ten four thousand footers in Maine left, and trying to hike. Nice, nice. And um, do more hiking in Acadia and stuff while I'm up nice. here. I'm trying to get my. Because I I never I never had any plans of living in Maine and now here I am up here yep. so I want to you know make sure I take advantage of it because you know life changes really fast. yeah man that's what I hear um it's weird because I'm actually like three hours north of Portsmouth well two and a half hours and you're basically three hours south yeah in the other direction yeah well hello oh did I disconnect. No, I just didn't hear oh. anything from it. But yeah, um, you should come down to Portsmouth again this summer. Do you think it's weird? Like, um, I think it's nice living this far away from everyone. Yeah. It feels good to be somewhere where I don't really know a lot of people. Do you feel the same? Yeah, way? I like having a break from everyone at home. I I was totally a fresh restart. Got to know new people. And I think that's important. Is new socialization in college? I think that's the, one of the biggest parts of it. Um, but yes, I like being kind of isolated from Maine. So do you think you're going to be, um, ever living in Maine again or, or what do you plan on doing this summer? This summer I plan on just working, stacking up some money, uh, for college, but I'm not sure about what the future holds. I have zero idea. Um, are you going to be living down there in the summer, like taking summer courses or are you going to be? No, I'm going to be in Maine. I'm going to be in Maine for this summer. And I think I'll be in Maine for a couple for like hopefully next summer too. And then probably I'll get some internships or something, but um, yeah, Maine for, for now. Well, if you want a hardworking landscaping job where you get paid to work out, then let me know. I can, I can uh, refer you to a few companies. We'll do. It's a good summer job, but. Um, do you have any shout outs or anything you want to mention before we get going? Um, shout out to my parents, actually. They'll probably listen, they'll probably listen to this. Um, so shout out to them, mom and dad. I'm talking to them a bunch lately. Um, shout out to my brother. I just said the family, the close family. Shout out to them. They're still supporting me. I'm still going through college and, uh, you know, they provide a good backbone for me. All right. Is there anything, uh, any words of advice for like anyone having a rough time out there that you've acquired, like anything new, some new wisdom that you've learned um, and since we last talked that you want to pass on? to the Yeah, I can't say anything about older people, but if there is anyone that might be relevant to them, but if there is anyone my age, I would just say um, keep organized and self-discipline. I think that if you take baby steps to learn self-discipline and you say no to things and, and 
it helps you organize your life and it helps you get to where you want to be. So I think practice self-discipline, practice meditation. Those are the biggest things I can, I can uh, recommend. Sounds good. Thanks a lot for joining me on this aid. And um, we'll have to link up again. In a few yes, months. we'll definitely want to have more time. We should link up. Yeah, my fiance Natalie says hi, too. Oh, my gosh, you sound so good. <laughs> <laughs> she just walked in. So, uh, Hi. Yeah, we hope everything's going well and keep up the good Thank work. you very much. All right, I'll talk to you Talk soon. to you later. Thank you. All right, take care. The, 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 the Craig Norris 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 Nor